Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back. He's Ian St. Clair from Mile High Report. I am Michael Clark. And Broncos Blast is next featuring Joe Rolls. Follow him at J-O-R-O underscore NFL. And read him and listen to him at Mile High Report. And uh, just head up, we'll tell you this segment brought to you by Framed Art, serving Colorado since 1991. Framed Art has been providing creative custom framing at a great value with quality products for 30 years. Brian uh, reminding us uh, now, lately, especially if you look on Facebook or, 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 his, or his Twitter, it's not too soon to bring in your holiday framing. Beat those Broncos, Rockies, Avalanche, Nuggets, CU, CSU, all the teams in town, and their players all bring it in. From personal and sports memorabilia to museum-quality fine art, the award-winning framer for all of Denver is Brian Hart at Framed Art 3065 South Broadway. And good morning, Joe Rolls. Morning. Thanks for having me. Well, it's good to have you back. And we've got your buddy Ian St. Clair on with us uh, on the winnersandwiners.com hotline. Joe, my first question is, having seen Fangio befuddle with his defense, the number one draft pick, Trevor Lawrence, from Jacksonville Jaguars, will the number two draft pick, Zach Wilson, be uh, a lot better prepared? And the Jets, even though the Broncos have been highly favored in this game, uh, will this be by far the toughest throw and maybe a problem for the Broncos? Uh, I don't think it'll be the toughest match uh, so far. I think the Giants were probably the best opponent the Broncos will play through the first three weeks. Um, I also think that 
Zach Wilson is probably going to struggle as much or more than Trevor Lawrence did. Um, so long as the pass rush can continue to do what it's been doing the first couple weeks. Joe, how important is going is the interior of the offensive line for the Broncos going to be against this? I, I think underrated because the the Jets are so bad. But this underrated defense that Robert Saleh has, especially with Quinnen Williams on that defensive line, how important is the interior aspect of the Broncos' offensive line on Sunday? Oh, it's huge. Uh, through the first two games, Teddy Bridgewater has been under pressure on 34.2% of his snaps, um, which is kind of alarming, especially when you consider the fact that over the last two years, he's been under pressure about 20%. And normally, pressure rates kind of go with quarterbacks wherever they go. So it's kind of a sign that the Broncos really are struggling up front. Um, when I went over the tape this last week, the, the number one player who kind of jumped out at me in that regard is Lloyd Cushenberry. Um, and again, like this isn't probably a huge surprise to anybody who watched him last year, but he's having trouble with power. Uh, he gets pushed back into the pocket a little bit too much. And what's end up happening is it leaves Natani Mute, Graham Glasgow, or Dalton Reiser in a situation where they have to help him or they end up trying to help him and they end up susceptible to quickness. So it, it's causing issues for sure. Um, it's one of those things that I think if it doesn't improve over the next couple of weeks, the Broncos may have to do something like moving Graham Glasgow to center just because I don't think, like as good as Teddy Bridgewater has been playing, I don't think it's sustainable if he continues to be under pressure on a third of his snaps. One of the other things that stood out to me is we heard Vic Fangio say that teams have gone to great measures, or I, I don't, I'm not sure how exactly he phrased it, but teams have been basically stacking the box to, to try to stop the run. And you said that that's not something that you've seen by watching the tape. What What is it that the Broncos are doing offensively, and what is it that you think they need to do a little bit better? Because I think we all know that the defense is going to uh, – I don't want to say have a cakewalk on Sunday against Zach Wilson and this porous offensive line, but it, it shouldn't be that difficult. What do the Broncos offense have to do a little bit better than the first two weeks? Well, the, the, the issues with Lloyd Cushenberry are kind of impacting both the passing game and running game first and foremost. So that is definitely like kind of the, one of those things I'm going to be watching just because that is a matchup that could be a big deal because I don't think Lloyd Cushenberry can hang with Quinton Williams one-on-one. And I think if I was the Jets, I would try and get that matchup happening as much as possible. Um, but Fangio said that the uh, opponents were using extreme measures. And when I went over the tape, I didn't see it. Um, it showed up a little bit maybe at the end of each of the last two games, just because Pat Shermer uses three tight end sets to kind of run out the clock at the end of the games. And in those situations, you're kind of asking opponents to stack the box. Um, at the same time, the Bron- uh, Melvin Gordon's 70-yard touchdown in week one happened out of 13 personnel, three tight end. Um, but the, the big thing is the Broncos are running into heavy box looks. Part of that is because they're running so much out of 12 and 13 personnel. But the other issue, again, it comes down to the offensive line. And I would say the biggest solution that they can kind of like get back to is if teams are going to sell out to stop the run, it makes sense for Teddy Bridgewater to try an audible or check into like quick passes because the Broncos passing game is good enough that they can punish teams for doing that. And it makes sense uh, that you have a veteran quarterback who can do that. <laughs> Again, mm-hmm. 
another vote uh, why Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback. It's been impressive so far. I, I see the uh, Broncos potentially getting off to a strong start here with that pass rush, as you mentioned, building an early lead, and then uh, who knows, they may be able to coast a little bit. I don't know what the final score will be, but uh, I, I, I see the Broncos in a decisive win. And I'll say a win by two touchdowns or more. Well, Joe, break this one down, and you and Ian, uh, tell tell me each one of you guys how you see it, and if you got a final score. I think something like thirty four seventeen. I think the Jets get a garbage touchdown near the end. Um, the biggest issues I think the Broncos are going to have in this game, and again, I, I think they're going to roll. Um, the Jets run inside zone, outside zone more than the last two opponents. So that's going to stress Justin Sternod, Malik Reed, those guys in their discipline on the backside, just having to like play home. Um, and I think Michael Carter is going to show up and be a decent player. Uh, but I just the talent advantage the Broncos have is probably going to be too much for the Jets. And the Jets are piloted by a rookie quarterback who has really struggled the first two weeks. And I expect that to continue. I, I agree with Joe. I, I think the fact that there's going to be so much energy in the building since this is the first time that full attendance will be at Mile High since December 29th, 2019, they're going to be able to parlay that into what I think is going to be a big win. And I think the reason I have it as 30, 31 to 10 for the Broncos, the reason I have them over 30 points is I think they get their first defensive touchdown since 2019 against the Texans. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos win the toss. They defer, get the defense on the field, really take advantage of the energy, really get the fans even popping and jumping around even more, uh, potentially having Zach Wilson take that opening kickoff or opening drive from the north end zone, which is the loudest part of the stadium. S- either get a defensive touchdown on that drive or get a three and out set, set Teddy Bridgewater and the offense up and they take their opening drive down and score a touchdown. So I, I, I don't see how the jets are competitive aside from the defense. As Joe mentioned earlier, they have to find a way to contain Quinn and Williams, but I, I think this should be a fun game to watch with a lot of emotion in the building on Sunday. Love the draft pick when they uh, took Quinn and Williams. I thought uh, he might've been the best player in college football his senior year. I'm not surprised he he is uh, causing problems for other teams, even if the Jets don't have very many guys at uh, his caliber. So a decisive win there. One of the things I I talked about opening the show, Joe, and uh, talked with Ian about is one of the really good news things about the Broncos and their fans who are starved for a postseason shot is it doesn't seem to be a dominant team in the division or on their schedule left this year or even in the AFC. How do you see that? Well, I think that AFC West is still going to end up being pretty tough uh, just because I think Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert are two of the three or four best quarterbacks in football. But I, the fact that the Broncos have such an easy schedule to start really gives them a bit of a buffer. And I, I think they make the playoffs. I think before the season I said that they were going to win 11 games. I still think that's going to be the case. Um, and I think they're going to make the playoffs. One of the games that could be interesting, and I and we've already seen it with the, the lines already being adjusted, is the Ravens. They they kind yeah. of struggled a little bit against the Raiders. I, they bounced back in their home opener against the Chiefs. That game now, I think, is closer than I at least thought going into the season. What happens if the Broncos... I mean, we don't want to look ahead, obviously. We can, because we're not playing in the game, but... 
What do, what do you make of this Ravens game now? Because if they're able to find a way to to come away with a win in that game, it's going to convince a lot of people across the country that the Broncos are for real. What do you make of this game? Obviously, we're previewing the Jets, but right now, what do you make of that game? And is it is it closer than a lot of people think it could be? Without a doubt. Uh, the Ravens have had a ton of injuries. So the Broncos are going to head into that game in a situation where they – a lot of the spots that I thought they were going to have disadvantages are probably pretty close to even. The fact that Bridgewater has been so good so far also gives me a lot of hope against what the Ravens are going to do defensively. They like to blitz a lot, and they blitz a lot from a lot of weird spots. But Bridgewater has been one of the best quarterbacks in football against the blitz so far this year. I think he's completed every one of his passes. I think he's taken two sacks. But other than that, like everybody hated on the fact that he was, you know, quote-unquote, Teddy Checkdown. But Teddy Checkdown is kind of the answer to the blitz because if he knows where to go with the ball, you can't get to him. So that that really neutralizes what Wink Martindale is going to try and do. The big question for the Broncos in that Ravens game is going to be how they slow down the Ravens offense because Lamar Jackson is, when when he's able to get out of the pocket and escape and make things happen with his legs, it it looks like an elite passing attack except it's on the ground. And people can't get their heads wrapped around it. But it's one of the most dangerous offenses in football. You know, great points, but uh, Vic Fangio just texted in saying, hey, one game at a time, stop this. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> hey, read Joe Rolls and listen to his uh, reports that he records, the interviews he records at Mile High Report, along with Ian St. Clair, who does the Mile High uh, Report radio podcast. Joe, thank you. We'll talk to you again soon. Definitely. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Our pleasure. Uh, coming up next on the winnersandwiners.com hotline, Larry Walker will join Todd Helton Saturday night when his numbers retire. Manny Rondawa, who wrote the book, The Blake Street Bombers, will join us. And we'll ask him if you didn't see the electric five-tool player live or in person or during your lifetime, you didn't pay attention. Hey, what's the one defining stat and one story that would capture this Rockies? Great, we'll tell you that. And don't forget, follow our Twitter feed at Clar and Company. Take us anywhere. Subscribe to our podcast. Just search Clar and Company with two K's, spelling uh, two capital K's on your favorite podcast platform or at Denver104.3.com FM uh, uh, podcast uh, listing. They'll also have us. We'll be right back after this.